Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Martha McCallum, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, February the 6th, 2024. I'm John Saucier. A disturbing crime caught on video in New York City shows a number of young men attacking NYPD officers right out in the open in Times Square. These men, who are actually migrants from South America, were arrested, but most of them were let go without bail due to recent reforms put in by the local government. This incident is shedding light on a larger problem that New York and really the nation has created for itself, as it seems that gangs from South America are running the streets of New York City and politicians are letting them get away with it. They were. They were charged by the Manhattan DA. He knows that you don't need further investigation. If you need so much investigation that you have to let them loose, you didn't have enough to charge them to begin with. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Imagine a world where you can kick a cop in the head, get arrested, and walk right out of jail. Welcome to New York City in 2024. Okay, maybe you couldn't get away with doing that, but some migrants who came from another country and are now receiving free government services in New York are. This incident is a result of a change of posture the federal and local governments have taken when it comes to both immigration and crime. Current iteration of decarceration in New York City under Alvin Bragg and his fellow travelers. And so, unfortunately... One of the reactions that, I mean, of course, the police are outraged here, but a lot of them, including myself, are a little surprised at the coast-to-coast outrage and that people are so surprised by what they're seeing. Our guest today is former NYPD inspector, Fox News contributor, and co-founder of OpsDesk.org, Paul Morrow. We've essentially been told by Alvin Bragg and prosecutors like him that this is what they're going to do. Understand that Alvin Bragg releasing these perps was purpose, uh, perfectly uh, in synchronization with his day one memo where he laid out the criteria for when he will try to pe- get people locked up and when he won't. He said that only when the absolute last resort, no other option is available will they try to hold on to folks and that's what he did here this is perfectly in sync with the way he was going to run his office so unfortunately i have to say yeah i have seen it before because it's been the trend here for about the last two years how do you assess the other politicians reaction to this you've got governor kathy hochel she's come out pretty strong saying that she believes that these guys need to be deported but then you also have the mayor of new york city as well eric adams he's kind of siding with alvin bragg on this one saying there may not be enough evidence to hold these guys yeah um so let's just say they're both playing politics and they're both trying to play to their constituents Hockle has a little bit of a wider constituency outside of New York City. It's not as firmly blue. She won the governorship by significantly less than expected because Lee Zeldin riding in on a law enforcement ticket really gave her a challenge. Um, she's playing pure politics. She could take a couple of very substantive moves here that would buttress law and order in New York State and even relative to dealing with ICE. All she would have to do is rescind an extant executive order that was put in place by her predecessor, Andrew Cuomo, 
that says that state employees cannot cooperate with ICE. One stroke of her pen and that goes away. But of course, she won't put her money where her mouth is. She is a poser. She's an accidental governor who only got there because of what happened with Andrew Cuomo. She was underqualified and in over her head as lieutenant governor. And I'm not sure I could think less of her as a public servant. And I think that's coming across in my voice. So she's just now decided that her political fortunes lay in triangulating against her former ally, Eric Adams, who, you know, as of a week ago, she thought that the, uh, you know, the sun shined over. As for Eric Adams, he's playing to his constituency. He's got uh, going, he's going to begin a reelection campaign relatively soon. He knows how blue New York is, particularly Manhattan, where this occurred. And so now he's saying what he said that, Oh, more investigation. You have to make sure you, you have the right person. And unfortunately, as somebody who was a cop for 20 years, which Eric Adams was, he's revealing how little he did as a cop, because he should know that under the probable cause necessary to charge these people, which they were, they were charged by the Manhattan DA. He knows that you don't need further investigation. If you need so much investigation that you have to let them loose, you didn't have enough to charge them to begin with. These were the violent felonies under the law. They could have been held. You can hold them up to six days. In a case like this, it's on video. The cops can identify the guys. There's no way you need six more days to do the investigation. Let's be very clear. Alvin Bragg's office is either incredibly incompetent and didn't realize that these guys were going to flee, or I think more likely they wanted them to flee, didn't care if they fled, because ideologically, they're more in tune with the perpetrators than they are with the cops and law and order in this town. Yeah, let's talk about that, because one of these alleged assailants was locked up at Rikers Island, was in court again um, recently, and has been indicted by a grand jury on this. But those other guys seen in this video, they reportedly skipped town after making it out without being released on bail. I want to go back to something you said earlier, the idea that New York State employees cannot cooperate with fed specifically ice do you think that's going to hinder the nationwide search for the rest of these suspects like i'm wondering if the nypd may in fact talk to ice or if they may in fact talk to customs and border patrol even though they're not not supposed to oh they're allowed to talk to them even under the current agreement under the city uh law which is a law that's not an executive order it began as an executive order back under the Koch administration subsequently codified into law from the city council in 2014 and then again in 2018 and where you are allowed to talk to the feds is if you are a member of a task force because there are all these task forces that include state and federal and i could see the nypd saying okay look make sure somebody from the task force does the communication and Tell them we're trying to find these guys. But you have to understand something. And this is a legal nuance. The NYPD, realistically, if they did do that, I think it would likely be a little bit of an under-the-table deal because there's no means for the NYPD right now to bring these guys back. Let's be very clear. Alvin Bragg released them on an ROR, of uh, return on your own recognizance. In other words, released on your own recognizance. In other words, we're letting you go, and he didn't put any conditions. And they could have asked for conditions. They apparently did not ask for any conditions. How do I know that? Because if they had, as soon as they fled town, the conditions would have been that they can't leave town. As soon as they left the state, they would have had to get a warrant. They'd be right now under warrant. There's no indication that that's been done. Alvin Bragg would be saying it because it would make them look better. We've issued warrants for their return. So he cut them loose with no conditions, which means right now 
The NYPD has no equity, has no paper, has no lever to bring them back. So why are they in custody? Purely federally. The feds picked them up. Right now, there are three in custody in Arizona. ICE apparently picked them up, or Customs picked them up someplace off of a bus stop in Arizona. How did they do that? Under federal authority. What is that federal authority? Because as Venezuelans, they are in a unique position. There is a unique provision for Venezuelans, Nicaraguans, Cubans, and uh, Haitians. It's four. Those four nations, right in the law, it's on the U.S. government website. I have an article coming out on foxnews.com tomorrow, uh, Wednesday morning, that explicates all this. It gives the federal government under its discretion, that's all it says, to revoke asylum and pick up an offender if they've broken the law under from those four nations. And as a result, these guys kind of stepped in it. And I'm sure that's the provision they invoked. And I think that's what's really going on is politically, the administration, the federal administration, the Biden administration decided that this thing was a loser for them. They're trying to cut this deal in uh, Congress for a bipartisan border deal. Mayorkas is about to vote on his impeachment. They're taking on a lot of water relative to the border. And to have these guys running around giving the finger to the, to the cameras and blowing kisses after having attacked two cops in Times Square, the optic is atrocious and the timing couldn't be worse for them. And so I suspect that probably Mayorkas, because I'm not sure Biden is capable of it, Mayorkas probably said, find these guys and grab them. And it looks like they got three of them, like I said, in Arizona. Gangs from South America have organized and are profiting from crimes in cities all around the United States. Not only are these migrant gangs stealing from American businesses, they're also enjoying the free services paid for by you, the American taxpayer. We're talking about it today with Fox News contributor, former NYPD inspector, and co-founder of OpsDesk.org, Paul Morrow. Paul has some insight on just how these gangs are operating and how they're easily getting away with it. We'll have much more coming your way next. Paul, I want to talk, bring it back a little bit more locally here because we've got a lot of migrants in New York City. They've been being bought up from the southern border for a couple of years now. New York's not the only sanctuary city that is dealing with this influx of migrants. Now you've got some of these migrants here who are attacking police officers and walked right out of the jail after they did it. What We know that the NYPD is infuriated over this. I can tell just by the tone of your voice. What message do you think this sends to other migrants who might be in New York City after they see what just happened here? Well, I think that that message has already been received even before this whole incident, because as I said, Alvin Bragg has made it very clear, and he's kind of led the way, except for the Staten Island DA. The other DAs have more or less fallen into line. Um, none of them are as bad, bad as uh, Bragg, but the Bronx, Queens, and Brooklyn they're all fellow travelers, as I say, and they're all uh, sort of have have signed on to this decarceration idea. And the migrants feel it. They know it and they feel it. And at the same time that they are, uh, you know, they had this big arrest yesterday. It was a, a big, organized, very organized crew, which I really think if you want any teeth in it, they should take it federally um, because and maybe even get a RICO out of it because it looks to be very, very structured. They put out this link chart with a guy at the top. He's. MIA, they don't know where he is. Uh, by now, he's probably back in Mexico or God knows where. But the message has been received that, that there's no enforcement here. And, you know, these guys, by the way, these guys landed here as hardened perpetrators. Most of the migrants, I get it. They're not criminals. Nobody is saying that they are. They're coming here for a better life. And if I was stuck someplace in Nicaragua or in El Salvador under the, uh, under the thumb of MS-13, 
I'd be looking to go to El Norte as well. I'd be looking to try to go to the promised land of America. I get that. I'm not saying that they should. I think we need a much harder border. But that said, I understand their motivation. But what Venezuela did here is they did exactly what the Cubans did in 1980. They cleaned out their prisons. And so along with a lot of these, quote unquote, dreamers, people who are coming here for their American life, we're getting some of the worst of the worst in Venezuela, at least Venezuela, and maybe from elsewhere around the world, because you don't land in America and learn these skills here. When I say skills, I'm talking about pickpockets. I'm talking about the chain snatchers with the, with the uh, you know, get on the bikes. That's what they took down yesterday. It was a big crew of folks who were using scooters to drive around, take chains, uh, steal chains, steal phones right out of people's hands. And then they gave it to, they had a back-of-the-house tech guy who got all the phones. He was able to jailbreak the phones, get into the phones, and then empty people's bank accounts, go into people's Apple Pay, and all these kinds of things, and transfer millions back home, primarily to Venezuela and Colombia, where they're buying cars, houses, and all kinds of stuff. This is big-time organized crime. You don't learn that upon landing here. These guys were perps before they got here with their perps now. We imported them. And, John, just to close the loop, they're here on a one-way ticket. Why? Because Venezuela will not take them back. We don't have the diplomatic relations or the levers. Short of flying a B-52 over Caracas, handing them a parachute and opening the door, there's no means of getting them back. Let's not kid ourselves. So while Hockle, Captain Hockle up in Albany postures and Eric Adams postures and the president postures about deportation, it's not happening relative to these Venezuelan criminals. Maduro emptied his prisons. He sent them to us, and we're not getting them out. Paul, you recently said on the Fox News channel that some of these migrant gangs operating in New York, you just mentioned a bunch of it, have set up an underground migrant economy, an underground fencing operation. What do you mean by fencing operation? I, you, I think you explained a little bit about some, how these gangs are operating, but can you just expunge a little more on that point? So traditionally, what people do with stolen goods is you go to a pawn shop, and that's sort of the old model. And the NYPD twigged to that years ago. And there is a procedure where the NYPD, it's under the law. You're allowed to go in and say, I need to see your books. They have to come out and they have to show you uh, their records of what they have in the pawn shop. And it has to match up with the stuff that they have. And if it matches up to anything that's reported stolen, well, not a pawn shop is potentially guilty of uh, possession of stolen property. And so that pipeline has been, I wouldn't say shut down, but there's been a lot of stand thrown in the gears which means when you have stolen property, you have to move it a different way. And so as a result, there's a couple of different ways they move this stuff. Some of it is just store to store. A lot of the shoplifting that goes on from these big chain stores, they take one of the most stolen items people don't realize is ice cream. It's very fungible. You steal the ice cream from CVS or from a supermarket, you just walk out with it. The security guards are instructed not to impede that. And then they go to the little bodegas. They sell it for $5 a pop. The bodegas sell it for $10 a pop. It's all cash, and the money goes in their pocket. There are also little sort of open-air supermarkets uh, thrown up around the city in various areas. Um, I actually believe I'm going to be visiting one of them tomorrow with Fox Digital to go out and have a look with a camera crew downtown where they sell stolen goods on the street. And there's blocks of these guys lined up with their goods on their blankets. And then I would say the upper echelon of it is the kind of thing that I just described where somebody overseas probably is orchestrating an enormous ring of guys on scooters. They're stealing jewelry. They're stealing phones. The phones is the big thing. 
Because once you get into the phone, you have all of that availability. You can steal identities. You can steal money out of bank accounts. You can, as I say, use apps like Venmo to steal money. And they're very, very adept at it. And by the time people even manage to cancel their phone, these guys have moved value out of that phone, out of that person's life, never to be retrieved. You don't learn that overnight. These are hardened criminals. They're here. They have this whole underground economy. You already see uh, territories being divvied up. Venezuelans seem to have Midtown. Downtown seems to have gone to the Colombians. There's a West uh, In the West Village, there's a Colombian crew doing a lot of this stuff. But they don't seem to be coming in Midtown. Midtown seems to be the Venezuelans, which is, you, we've seen the evidence of that in that video you're talking about. So that's all we need, because once you have territories and gangs, what do you have? You're going to have battles for turf. So we've really imported a lot of problems here. And it was really naive and ignorant for the federal government under the Biden administration to just uh, spontaneously and spitefully undo every border provision that Trump had put in. And, you know, I'm not here to be Trump's defense attorney. But the bottom line is, without any extra uh, employees, without any extra personnel, without any extra congressional money or legislation, it was working under Donald Trump, primarily because of Remain in Mexico. And Joe Biden just undid it all. And he could redo that stuff without any extras. He simply won't. It's like North America is turning into South America, and it's happening very quickly as well. Paul Morrow, former NYPD inspector, current Fox News contributor and co-founder of OpsDesk.org. Paul, always enjoy speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time and for joining us here on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. John, anytime. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.